This meeting is being recorded. Oh, yeah, that's a good DP. Hey, Grotto, how's it going? I just got done uh, doing a couple burrito curls. So if I have to leave during the recording of this podcast, it's for doing some burrito squats. So uh, don't skip leg day. And um, yeah, we got Looch, we got Crouton, we got Threes on. And the, the first half of the season's in the books. How for you the record, been? I just, I just want to say, we were told that this would be a good one. And you delivered. <laughs> they did with a very heinous visual right off the top it was a single burrito so i was only you know working the right arm but you know it's tough to eat two burritos at once i mean i've oh, tried what? it what well these are like mission stuff they're big burritos you know they're it's like infant children yeah that's i i, I could do I've, two hours just on that but I have I'm, a problem with someone someone co-opting my uh, workout routine and then thinking that I don't go all the way with it. Ugh, <laughs> big burrito, no shit. It's a workout. It's filled with eggs, bacon. It's, spo- it's supposed to hurt. Yeah, it's the fuck. Crouton is right. Like, now I feel bad. I kind of went half ass. Slapping himself on the back for doing half effort. Uh, so it's supposed to be fun. Day, day. You're supposed to hate it. Yeah. So I made sure to do double the reps. So I just taken small bites the whole time. So I figured that would work out strength wise, but not bulk wise. You know, I'm just trying to get stronger, not put on a lot of mass. I hope everyone's up to speed on their podcast continuity or else this, what a, what a hot start to make no fucking sense to. (laughs) And and to go back to that, I mean, uh, shout out to everyone that's throwing banana emojis in uh, the bleachers. Love to see it. Uh, That was just a throwaway comment on the last one. People really gravitated back to that. And I just, I fucking love it. I don't even know why that's the emoji. You don't know why banana's an emoji? No, like, I don't know why that's the one. I mean, I said it one time and it just came to me and we, it could have been any emoji whatsoever. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's let's start with, with, uh, I mean, the biggest story in sports this week, the first half championship. Woo. (laughs) 2023. Careful with those semantics, and we'll we'll dive into that. I would imagine official results. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll I'll call it here. I'll call it. It's official. Your first half champion is Tater. It's Tater Todd. <laughs> He's that's solo. Solo. He gets the buy. <laughs> He's gonna get the buy. He's gonna have to get the buy. He's about to go into college. A lot of stuff's changed since we've been there. You know, it's it's uh you can't just like keep one track in your mind. Uh, uh yeah, so so uh we finish up and I just I I wanna I'm not gonna get into hard numbers, that's Kitch's department. But um the amount of burns that we've that we've seen uh is remarkable. The, the the type of things that we've been comfortable burning, uh, remarkable. And the overall sentiment, <clears throat> and I say overall because the numbers are there that show that, that across the board, <clears throat> you know, as a whole group, you guys are, are pretty much a baseline, right? If you, you, you look at it, you look at, at where uh, you had some misses in some weeks, you had some overdrive in others, you had some baseline in others. It's, it's, it's pretty much there. <clears throat> but 
Um, in particular, we saw the subs and the cat bombs really go to it. Now the subs, we saw because it was they were on the cusp and they needed to do it. Cat moms, we're going to be studying cat moms season for years, for years and years and years. Tater's already telling me, MVP Tater, first half champion Tater, uh, that that he's going to write his college uh, thesis on it, on on cat moms first half twenty twenty three. Why would you do something so common though, like for your for your thesis, like? <laughs> He'll be like, how do you stand out when 10 other people are doing it at your same school? Like, I just, it's going to be seen as like a chat GPT thing because it's going to be so boilerplate. Like, it's, of course, the scholars are going to study that one and tater. <laughs> what, uh, okay, so it's kind of funny when we talk about like multiple like records and burns and things like that. And then you're like, yeah, and we're at baseline. <laughs> You know, and it's funny to like try to measure up against this metric that we don't know, uh, you know, like what it is. I mean, I'm sure Crouton cracked it already with a room with strings and photos and like burn wallets and stuff like that. But uh, can't we look if we can if we can live in a world where teams and this is a, this is what happens in the ground teams declare themselves whether it's three-time champions or first-half champ, We live in a world where people just make declarations of their, their achievements, okay? And we're fine with that. We're, we, everybody's just, like, acknowledges that, that, yeah, okay, that happened. And yet you guys can't go, there's a baseline. We don't really know it, but Threes is saying you got there. <laughs> like, we, we can. It's just funny to be like, yeah, if you look at it, you guys are just barely on there. And like, we can't. Like, we're not looking at it. <laughs> no, you can't. You know you missed. For two, the first two, okay. Then you got there, okay. Then, then you went over, okay. Then you, you got there, regressed a little bit, and then you got there, you went over. It, it all balances out. Yeah. Um, if you had not regressed in game seven, you would have double overdriven. Yeah. So, so regression is a bitch. Uh, it's always good to outsmart yourself in the middle of the season uh, or at the beginning or at the end. Uh, so talk about how you see the pace playing out for second half teams. Pe maybe people that didn't know there was a second half or anything like that. <laughs> observations or casual predictions you have for how half two might play out. I mean, uh, I will without making bold predictions because uh, I'm going to be right. I mean, that where's the fun in that? Right. And plus, as I recall, over two years of making predictions that have all come true, uh, I'm, you guys don't like it when I do that. Um, so... <laughs> the Grotto won't believe it till it happens anyway, so you can just tell us. Crouton in February of 22 was still buying pack. Okay, so <laughs> this is this is everybody's favorite genius, right? Um, some teams have not put themselves in a good position for the long haul. Other teams have nowhere to go but up. Have no well. Fingers no, crossed. I, I think um, 
it's it's just it's funny the way it plays out. You, you can have the best team on the field and lose by Bad the, holder wheel. The, wheel, the wheel not ha- you know going well for you. I mean, Crouton's wheel luck is this is this the, the true story to be told this season 10 one of the highlights is that crouton is running at the worst possible percentage known to man i mean can't buy a fucking hit has tried to buy hits and can't get them um so the wheel's going to determine what happens and you can have the best team but you can also um overdo it in any given day any given game any given week and it becomes, you know, you, you sort of, I think we have teams that have overdone it. I don't know how they're going to compete in the second half. I think we have teams that haven't done a goddamn thing. And you go, wait, are they going to do anything? Or are they, what's going on here? Yeah. Right? I think we figured it out by the third week. Okay. Weeks three, four, and five, I feel like. People pretty much got it. We had a couple missteps in week four that I think is the reason that one one of the games we were under and um, which set you back just a touch. But but across the board, I I think everybody's going to play a lot better in games. Uh, uh, you know, ten forward. But are they going to have enough to do that? Yeah. Some some teams it's going to be a no. What a from a you know GM perspective, Crouton. What are your thoughts on the first half? How it played out? Um, certainly pretty interesting, right? I think getting a better understanding of what certain teams are trying to achieve. Hard to really model that. Um, I think even it changed pretty appreciably from week one to week three. Uh, I mean, the subs did not at all go in super heavy um, relative to what they could have in games one and two. And then, yeah, I think they found themselves with a couple wins and then they decided, hey, you know, we could we could win this thing if we go all in in the first half. So I think I don't think that was intentional uh, necessarily from the start. I think they found themselves with, you know, a three and one record or something like that and said, you know, hey, if we go on a run here, this could be ours. And I think something like that would have been impossible to predict, um, especially given what they did in week uh, week one. So, you know, and then you saw other teams, you know, do the inverse, right? You saw the elephant men um, essentially make the opposite sort of a decision, a very conscious decision to not go for it. You think they're um, taking a knee on the first half once it was? I don't. I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say on the first half. I I can't speak directly to it, but I mean, if you look at what they're doing against what they could be doing, and you see how they're doing, how they're getting the hits that they're getting, it's a very conscious decision, um, and they're pretty thoughtful. They. You know, like like all things in this game, there's decisions to be made. There's going to be times where you regret a particular decision, and then there's going to be another day where that was absolutely fantastic and you played it great. They've been playing a very particular brand ever since they got the franchise. Um, 
even as you think about how they've structured, you know, their team um, and contracts and hits, I mean, earns they want to go for. I think they're playing a very particular strategy and angle, and I think it's the long game. I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed. I have a lot of respect for it. But um, you know, when you when you ask, you know, what's the story of the first half? I think it's very interesting to see how teams have, you know, evolved their strategy, even in the first five weeks. I think that's the that's the biggest takeaway for me. That's part of the fun of this is watching a team like the NFTs is very measured and Crouton's very ready to uh, guide his team to what should be a sound victory. And yet kind of doesn't matter given you can't control what the other team's going to do. Okay. I think what we've seen is teams go, well, since I can't control what the other team's going to do, I'm just going to fucking throw everything at it for the win. And that works. I mean, that's the, they tend to win. And but when do the wins matter more? I don't think anybody in the grotto understands how wins matter or not, except a select few. Wins matter to franchises because it's it's revenue generated. And so other than that, it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's also the not having to cut off your own arm for game 22 aspect, you know, or for drop 22. Um, well, you, it's the revenue and the and the bye week, like you said. It's the bye week, but but it's a it's they're a gonna card, they're going to get one hit. Yeah, but you know, none of us know what the requirement for that is. So that could be the difference of getting that thing or never, ever, ever, ever getting that thing. You yeah. know, this consistent play during the season. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to check the books and see how this goes. But I would imagine. <clears throat> that there will be sort of a difference in severity to what is expected as the playoffs go. Sure, sure, but I mean, I mean, for like the like, how do you tell the people that are <laughs> smaller wallet that it's worth chipping in every game and pushing in to try to get that first half or second half banner? Um, and the thing is, is there might be some untouchable piece at the end of it too. Like you want to get the stuff as we go along, but you also want to get this thing that you probably didn't have access to, you know, or maybe you, maybe yeah. you would. No, there, there's there's a part of that, okay, and so it, and so this is what I'm, what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's something that you can truly play towards. This is to Crouton's point. Until all of a sudden you find yourself in a position to do it. Mm-hmm. I think the NFTs are a prime example where they've played pretty well. And I've just been beaten week after week after week. Okay. Uh, you can speak to it in that they have the second most hits of any franchise. Uh, they certainly don't have the largest roster. Right. Um, and yet they've not played out very well against their spread because holders wheels have been horrendous to them. Um, you know, you can look at things as specific as I think they have two orange wins for the season. Two mints. That's it. They came out of the oranges. And um, fewer hits that came out of gelt wheels that came out of guaranteeds. 
Okay. And those are the things that are starting to become sort of differentiating factors. Mm -hmm. If everybody were playing like a similar game, I think when you have teams like the Catmoms and the subs, just fucking dumping everything into it to win that week. It's like, you can't play to that. And that's where I don't think, and I'm correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't think Crouton that you're sitting here feeling like, Oh wow. What a, what a disappointing first half. No. I really don't. I mean, I would certainly like to not be one and eight. But to your point, as it relates to our expectation, we're not coming in appreciably lower on anything other than wheel luck. It, it really kind of comes down to that. And, you know, as you think about something like a schedule, right? Um, I know we don't necessarily have a lot of you know, NFL football fans in here. But, you know, if you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is hurt that game, that's a lot easier game than if he's not hurt. And what I mean by that is in the first half of the season, we played the Cat Moms on the week where they went absolutely all in. And we played the subs the next week on a week they went absolutely all in on. We were prohibitive favorites. And then I believe lost straight up. I think we were 15, 14 point, uh, I'm sorry, uh, hit favorites and then lost straight up, which speaks to just how much they overdrove, which again is entirely outside of my control. Um, that's completely their prerogative. And I am not going to lose any sleep over that on a number of levels. Um, you know, it, it worked for them. They got the wins. And we took the losses, um, but it's a long season and it's a long, uh, you know, era. Um, we'll see. I love that Crouton was the Patrick Mahomes in that analogy. No, no, I wasn't saying that. I just meant that, you know, if it, yeah. If what the I'm real luck is, is killing you in a certain situation, well, no, not no, 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 mom no. subs over driving. Don't but, you understand no, how analogies no, no. He was saying you're playing Mahomes. Right. As what I was trying to say is that basically if you play if you played the subs in the if you played the subs in the cat moms in the first half of the season and they're gonna go all in, that's a very different game than if you play them in week eight when they are out of inserts. I heard what you were saying. No, you. I, I, in case anyone else, uh, it maybe wasn't a great analogy, but yeah, I'm trying to say, you know, when you play a team. You I know, fell, depending I, on, I fell yeah. asleep the moment you said football. <laughs> I saw Kitch blow smoke out of his nose like a dragon, so I don't know if he's high or not. <laughs> it's too early on a Friday, not yet. Okay, just burrito high. At least, at least another ninety minutes. Yes. <laughs> Dedicated to his craft. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's kind of why, um, you know, I'm hoping when we get to this all star, like. It's one of those things like this isn't even to put a, put you on the spot. We're just talking out loud about strategy mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know if midway through the season we're going to get some metrics on what our team submitted and stuff like that. Like that's mm -hmm. what I want to dig into. Um, just because, like, I mean, for me, um, you know, we I think we talked about this in the off season threes of like that idea of like never guaranteed what your team structure is made of. And so if you're in a position to just go for it, maybe it's your one, your team's one chance. And I'm playing this like it's our only season. 
um you know kind of thing for now like i'm not like like you talk oh. about like i, th I think i hear you're, what you're, you're saying with elephant men about like long term and you're like gonna so, you're gonna have so many hits uh this year that it might be your only season right <laughs> right uh, i've got some some ideas for that but uh we'll talk about that but no and just in general like you know there was a couple different things we did in a way to overcompensate for the way uh, another team was built last season that it's kind of put us in a you know it's it's like more akin to like cap problems where you like kind of like how the rangers would do stuff and get a bunch of hitters that didn't line up and then you don't have any pitching or something like that's kind of where we're at it's probably going to take a while to unwind that um so that's more like the fire everything strategy but like even then like we didn't win this week you know like it, like uh, even... this, this week you came you you had some wheel lock issues sure sure but i'm yeah, just saying I mean... even when you do some deep cuts and play some things and maybe i picked the wrong angles on that it's just like there's, there's, I, but I, I'm, I'm just saying there's a I lot simply, going on you can't account simply, for. Simply this week, um, outside of yourself, you had a really bad week. Uh, yeah. Tex only had one hit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, I'm very confused what's on the screen. But uh, when it comes down to it, there's um, – it's 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 very much in line with baseball, and the thing that I've always loved about baseball itself is that you play on a team. It's a team game, and yet it's the most individual of sports. And the way is the beauty of it, and this is where I work this into just philosophically what we do around here, right? That I constantly put you guys into this motion where it's like, okay, you've got to do what's best, you've got to do what's right for you, you've got to build your collection, you've got to do all these things. But you have to be aware of how your actions affect everybody else. And that's the beauty of baseball. It's an individual game. It's a pitcher versus a hitter. But you've got to understand how your play factors in. Because one person doesn't really matter against the whole. And so we have, we have that play out, whether it's an individual on a team whether it's teams against each other, okay? Not even one team really matters. They kind of have to work in concert to get there. And everybody has to start making these choices. Again, if you go through what you get from primary, okay? And what you're able to get from primary and put into motion over the course of your career, it's a very minimal, very minimal investment that plays out now yes you can start adding on so you can go out and you can get more and buy more on secondary and start moving around okay which then of course makes you more powerful and it gives you more shots and it gives you puts you in those positions and it might cost a bit more right but at its core if you can be aware of like how little it costs you to put all of the pieces in play to get there and work them in that realm rather than thinking my oranges are worth $24.99 each, okay? When they cost 0.18, right? Um, you know, we saw this week, Rastro put up a, a bit of 1,000 oranges, okay? 1,069 or something. And he could cover that. He's got those, okay? But he ends up paying 17 
He pays a Shana, and then he pays 17 for four of them. Now, still at 17. Think about this for a second. That's 340 or 350 Tez street value for each of those hits. At 17, even though we'd bid up to 34, right? 34 was the number. Now, you got a, a, a season nine, okay? You look at what season nine floor is. Seems like, wow, that's disproportionately spent paying 340 for a high edition season nine. But is it? And you walk it back and you go back and you go, wait a second, 8.18 times 17, okay? It's less than 20 actual test spent per. Plus, in that season last season, we were burning 200 oranges just for the wheel. Yeah. You know, and maybe getting one and stuff like that. And now he's speed running them because he was in a good spot with his oranges. It's kind of funny how that one's played out with the way the, the bidding of, oh, not burn. Well, because we were doing the committed burns, right? So we would do sometimes you burn for one for like 200, 250. It's, it's funny the way that's progressed because a lot of us did the fire everything. Like I know Jamin towards the end or whatever, it was just pumping them out. But it was like, it was the strategy in, in last season. So but again, it shows his long play, right? Like, and it, it, what it comes down to is like you, your value delivered at the time. Mm -hmm. We can't argue with it. I mean, it's still great. No, absolutely. And, and, and so this is the thing. People get themselves into trouble when they start focusing. It's one thing if you go spend it. We saw people go out and buy Threesmas this week to capture holder utility. Okay. For one spin. Now, Horrible move? No, because you, you're holding it. It's there, okay? Who knows what it entails? You want it anyway. You want every piece that's out there. I'll tell you right now, every single fucking piece, except Texas Godzilla, okay, that is listed for sale is underpriced. And I'm even saying DP, okay? DP at $100,000, underpriced against its fucking value, okay? there It has peers in the NFT ecosystem that say it's a better deal than other things out there okay. i i noticed last night your uh your bid basically expired after a month you know nobody moved. Yeah, it expired and then i pulled it because i actually have to pay for life going into to la and stuff but i, I thought that was you know i thought that was a good uh 30 35 30, days yeah 35 yeah, 30, days yeah Thirteen thousand three thirty three. no one bit like it's touch that. it's a big, big sign of what it's worth um oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, and, and, and so with, with everything being undervalued right now, if you're buying something to get holder for one spin, it's not a horrible play. Is that the, the best use of that 250 times at that exact moment for return? Maybe not. Okay. But I won't, I'll tell you right now, anybody buys anything right now, fucking great move. Okay. Like just legit. You buy any piece out there. And if, if somebody were to buy Tez, uh, Texas fucking Godzilla, great move. Okay. Bad shit, but fucking great. All right. What I'm getting at is you can look at the moves being made by people. Okay. Who thought ahead, measured it out. You know, if you look at Retro, he has spent his oranges consistently mm -hmm. all along. But he, but you know what he didn't do, Kitch? He didn't pay 
you know, whatever you pay for your high waisted. Like it's 280 or something stupid. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, Collector Die famously did that twice. Right. And 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 so And he didn't die though. He collected. He's still he's still going. Um and so it's it's this thing where you'll hear me talk about it, where I talk about crouton or rat really thinking through all of their moves, right? And a lot of people sort of just reactionarily moving. Now, the beauty is, even when you reactionarily move, you're fine, you're still fine. Like, like you're not, there's, there's, I don't put anybody in the position to just fucking face plant, right? Um, but I think you look at this week. I think there's, there's one that, that really stands out for me as the right play. I wonder if Crouton is shaking his head. I wonder if you know who I'm going to say here. But there's one particular person that I thought made the best possible play this week, and that's Fatberg Slim. I was going to say that or Matches. Or Matches, too. Yeah. Okay. Matches, but see, Matches consistently it just is right. like this season. Matthews has been a fucking genius this season. Okay. Um, extracting the most hits out of the wheel for the least amount in the best possible way. I, I give it to him. But Fatberg Slim in a week where the subs had to win. If the subs won, there was no, you know, there was no worries. Like if they won, that's it. Um, and you're talking about somebody who really doesn't have many inserts. At one point, he like traded for some extras or something, um, and and he said, you know what? I'm the the thing that I have in my wallet that gives me the best chance of the most hits is to push in on Threesmas, burn these things that I love. They didn't cost me much. They cost me between one and uh, thirty three Tez, right? Um, and they I love them. And then sure enough, what he hit like five, got like five base card hits it, out it of And and there's no way, there's no possible way he has five hits. The rest of this, uh, you know, so it ends up with like seven for the day, I think. And there's no possible way. Um, I was surprised that Dino didn't do it because Dino had picked some up for cheap. I felt, but the elephants decided they weren't going to do it. Okay. And if you think about that, it kind of makes sense. Why would they try to tap in? Why, why go up against these people that are throwing? If you know that these other teams are throwing everything they have at this week, it's not the worst thing to then just sit that out and then go, that's why I think you have Retro going 1,000 oranges. Dino again snuck into two. So Dino and Retro... There was one week where they didn't do any. No elephants burned any, okay? And then you've got a week where Razor snuck in at one. Okay, and he has hardly any. But, you know, you had two or three, and then Dino and Ratro. Ratro, of course, across the board. And Dino was like third, second, third, second, third, whatever. Um, you look at what they've kept, what they've stayed with, and yet both of those guys, I think Razor has two full sets and you know, through this point, and I think Dino and Ratro have like four or five each. Dino had one bad week, Ratro had one bad week, right? Um, played pretty well, and they 
didn't push all in on things that they probably could. Adino did burn a, a, a purple, uh, you know, madness and got a hit out of it. He hit. Yep. Seatown uh, Vin burned a purple and didn't get a hit. But I think Vin is the same way. It's like I look at where I am and this is that thing that could be a differentiator, and that's where I step in. That's why I thought Fatbrook did a great job there. Others that 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 did it, um, and like kind of like, well, why are you doing that? What is what, what is it, what are you looking to achieve here? Um, where are you set up in other things? I can, I can talk about that perspective at least from my end for yeah. a minute. Um, because I know you called you, you mentioned that on on the on the conversation. So I'll go team level, personal level, right? Yeah. Yeah. Team level obviously feels like just there's some heavy lifting to make sure we're doing right. Um but if subs had lost and X's had lost and I didn't have ourselves in a position to oh, make in that first half, I wouldn't have been happy about that because we had already had a, a double misfire, right? Yep. But but the secondary level, right? Because these aren't nothing pieces, right? I mean, I know none of them are, but like these are things. So like I definitely have picked secondary on threes miss for the last year and a half. Like these weren't my 33 test pieces, right? Sometimes they were 80, sometimes they were 150, whatever. But I knew they would be an important part of us. And maybe they're going to be like, in a year and a half, it's another thing where it's like, fuck, why did I, you know, use them here? You know, can I work my way into whatever? But with everything else we've put together over the year, here's the things I saw and heard. One, and this isn't to assume something, but there was a point Crouton made on the pod a couple months ago about even if something seems like the more no-brainer situation, there are times when it seems like we're supposed to use something in a situation and go ahead and participate in that thing. So one was a conscious decision to, if you've provided the mechanic, to interact with it. And I haven't on every single wheel we've had, but even if it's stuff I didn't want to do, and even if I was confident I hit, I was going to hit somewhere else, I wanted to make sure I was participating in something provided. So one is around the World Cup things of trust, right? It's, it's absolutely, and, and maybe, maybe, and you know, I'm not going to go into your your headspace on it or whatever. Maybe it was just there as a another rival to the bulk burn, and that's all it'll ever be, and that's fine. But to me, to me, when I look at where we were as a group when Threesmas was around, I think of it as somewhat of a, another bit of a Valentine situation where down the road we're not wanting to feed some of the people that still have these pieces and, you know, give them money down the road for being nothing. So participating in burning and playing while it's there, I, I think that's part of it. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, but there was a couple things that came to mind of like, okay, this is here, I'll use it. And like, what did I get? Three out of 12, four out of 12. Um, you know, one that could have been the difference in the hits, but also like, it's just like, it just seemed like when something is presented there, we are to interact with it. And maybe I should have just hopped on one wheel 
or three. Like I'm not willy, so I mean one wheel is never enough. But like, um, I don't know. But I had put myself in a position where I still have my set after that, and I could participate fully. So that was that was why I did. And like, should I have? Shouldn't I have? I I don't know. But I'm also not concerned because it was part of the trust and participation aspect of it. This is so perfect. Okay. This is so perfect. And I hope everybody's listening to that because stepping into that level is where Crouton and Luge and Retro and Chris Truman and Brendan. Okay. Matches. Matches. Well, I'm not getting there. I mean, Matches is stepping into it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking more about the really top, top collectors that mm. have gotten to a point where you guys understand that you've got to be in it mm. for any of it to make sense, right? And and you do have, you know, not everybody has gotten to that point yet. You guys certainly have. And it's a beautiful thing, what Luce just said. And it's perfect. And, and I've, I've heard Crouton say that a bunch too, right? When presented with an opportunity to participate, okay? Um, more often than not, you should participate. In fact, really, there isn't a, a moment that you shouldn't if you can. Okay, I think in a in a in a season situation, and on a personal level, you you certainly can say that I this is not for me. This is not the thing. Okay, anybody can do that. But understanding it, I don't think I'm going to bring it up to you, Crouton, in a second here. But understanding that and thinking through it, rather than just well, I'm just going to sit on everything. I'm not going to burn anything. Threes once said, if you want to make money at this thing, just fucking buy it and go away. <laughs> Which is true. It still is true. That means you're going to miss out on tons of stuff. Okay? If you could do that. I recommend it to anybody that's apathetic and doesn't give a fuck. Buy the shit and go away. Okay? Don't go look at your wallet every five minutes and don't go, oh, wow, like it's, is this really worth 150 I only paid 50 So fucking what? Hundred tes, okay. I'm talking about go away for five years, then come back and do something with that, okay. But don't sit here picking little free things out when you can and easy participation. You're in. Sure, I've got a trash can because I paid fucking one cent for it, and I'll take something for free there. Those are the ones that rile me up, and those are the ones that miss the point, and. Yeah, if you're here, sometimes you have to get rid of the big thing that you love because that's what furthers where we're going. And so, Crouton, why? I mean, I think Luch nailed it there, and it's perfect. And keep in mind, Luch, uh, and I want everybody to hear this, during lives especially and when we're drawing and everything, there are certain people that I can jostle with, that I can, yeah. that I can go like, oh, big brain's there, Brad, right? Okay, because I can do that with them. Yeah. Okay, believe me, if I don't fucking say your name ever in LFG, probably not on a good list with me. <laughs> I, kind of like the if I'm not fucking with you, I'm pretty pissed with you. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, I, I I totally get that. But um, it, it's a it, it was a fair call out too, though. Of like, cool. How much you know? Do you really need this spot right here? Do you go farther and like really try to listen these last six yeah. months of the but it's also I mean, when i say that i I mean it 
Okay, and you're doing a beautiful job of explaining it, but I want everybody to think about that. We had some people that had zero business being in on that to that level. And it hurt, you know, we got some people that went over, you know, one for, and it's like, you know, I mean, look, there were four names on every one. There were three subs. Might be a little overkill at that point. Like, did you guys think through how, you know, meanwhile, Fatberg, you fucking bet he should be on there. Right? Fat banner. <laughs> Fat banner slim. Um, why, why did you sit it out? I know it was you we've back and forth. For you. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was a really, I really enjoyed this particular mechanic, especially in a very crucial week. And I don't want to say it just so happened, but you know, it, it uh, you know, the X's had a fair number of threesness. We know the subs did. And, you know, obviously the Luch and the monsters do too. Um, I thought it was really cool that there was an opportunity for, you know, one or several of those teams to really differentiate and distinguish themselves on, you know, one, one spin for a minimum one spin for every, every single threesomes edition. I thought that was really neat. Um, you know, to your question as to why didn't I participate in it? Couple, couple reasons. Um, I'm going to start with first and foremost, I, I really love that set. Uh, that isn't why I didn't do it, um, but I will acknowledge that I really, really enjoy that set. I think it's pretty cool. It tells a really cool narrative of the highlights of the very first year of the Grotto. Those aren't randomly selected moments. And as you think about it from a utility perspective, how have those been used? In a way, I almost think of them like, threesies in the sense that they're hypercharged versions of whatever it is that is depicted. Let's talk about the examples that we know right off the top. The the Marlena, that can be any color Marlena that we've seen. Um, a dad-to-be, boy, we've called that one in a couple of times and we've seen just how powerful that is. Um, so I think, sure, that there are ways to access that utility in in a, a powerful way so that factored in additionally um let's 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 call it what it is uh the nfts are one in seven whether we're one and eight or two and seven again i i, I want to win every game don't don't mishear that but is it really worth it for me individually when i have a considerable number of bulk inserts and holder utility and quads and threesies and uh, yelp. There are a lot of ways that I can hit. My team doesn't need this win in ways that other teams do. Additionally, I know that, well, I mean, I, this won't surprise probably many of you, but I went through and pulled holders on every single threesomes edition and figured out who had what, what team they played for, and then sort of went through it and asked myself, what do I think that each one of these individuals is going to do? And I was pretty close to correct on the people who would put it put in for six and pretty close to the people who would put in for threes. I didn't bother trying to guess at who would put in for singles, but 
Um, I didn't think it was a slam dunk. Um, and I didn't think that I needed to try to get two, two to five extra base hits when I'm going to burn close to a thousand bulk inserts, have holder utility. This won't make or break my team's first half of the season. Um, I have many other wheel opportunities. So, and I think there's extremely powerful future holder utility. And I think a lot of people are going to burn them up, which that doesn't cause me to shed a tear. So all of those things kind of factored in. Nearly 10% of them were burned. Yeah. So all of those factored in, and then I really do love them. Um, and I, I, that was one of my first plays uh, that mm -hmm. I went pretty hard at uh, when I started to kind of understand that truly all threesomes have future utility because decorative gourd season, you know, was when you know, I really kind of stepped in and embraced it. And then the next kind of thing was, was threesmas. And I just started picking them up from people in a time where everyone was pretty indifferent and I've got a lot of threes miss cards. Um, but I didn't think it really made sense for me individually or from a team perspective to participate in it. It doesn't mean I think that people who did do it chose incorrectly at all. Every individual and every team has different sets of, you know, circumstances. They have a different hand dealt to them. Like we talked about, Fatberg was, I think, extremely intelligent to push in on it the team wants the win they have a buy it's in their control and he wasn't going to burn 950 bulk inserts like i did um i think it makes perfect sense and i admire it i think it's great i think it's cool that um he can recognize that although it pains him to burn these things that he likes and that they are valuable and that they have a lot of future utility this is an opportunity for him to, like you said, push in and help himself individually, help the team and secure the first half win. And they did it uh, and good for them. And it, 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 uh, they were rewarded for it and it also cost them. Um, and both of those things are true. And I don't think that that is not an indictment or a criticism at all. It's just you know, like, like I've said many, many times, there's going to be times where, they regret that, but then they're always going to have, you know, this, this first half, you know, uh, the win and the buy and the 022. So yeah, there'll be a day where they regret it. And then there's going to be many more days where they don't regret it. So. I mean, look, they, we know, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. They've created a grotto moment. Yeah. Okay? yeah. All of us that are here are going to remember <laughs> the banner. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> And we're going to remember J Train saying, wait, there's a second half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, so that's the thing. And this is, we're all okay. Like, they're okay. They're ending up with some S9s. Come, come talk to me in two years. Tell me how well that looks that they got a bunch of S9s. Okay. Um, we're all okay. Stay together. Don't fucking, you know, peter out here. We're all great. So let's fucking do it. Let's take some shots. Let's, let's, let's mix it up and let's, but you're probably better served really thinking through these things. I know that everybody like 
teases uh, Crouton a little bit that he's, you know, running all these numbers and stuff. But I think Luch's, to Luch's point, like his approach sort of, Crouton's given us that. It's given us a little insight into like thinking through it, looking at, at what does this really cost? What are we what are we up against? And I know most of you are going, I can't believe Crouton ran the holders to see what they got. That doesn't take that long. And why wouldn't you want to know who you're up against? Instead, most of you are out there going, geez, I hope this thing doesn't happen. And you don't even know like what that thing is or what's what the probability is. Yeah, I'm I'm never making for me, it's always like the just like he I'm I'm so much more of a yeet guy you know and I just don't have the time to like think in that that realm and I, it's always like more impressive to me than like a than like a why are you doing this it's always like a fuck I'm gonna keep being me when I do this but like man I think the the other thing to call out like Crouton touched on it when he talks about the utility that we've seen on those so far I think the thing that me and him both identified and has been true and these things exist at other times. And we've talked about the fact that you're not too late. You're here at the right time. But threesmas for Crouton and I, I don't think it, I don't think I'm speaking for him when I say this, has been on multiple occasions a chance for us to match up with day one wallets on items. Right, we missed Dad the Bees, we missed Godzilla, we missed probably something else I'm not thinking of, and those items have been usable in things where people who were here in that first month were able to do something without pain or very little pain, and it gave us steps to step on and do those things. And I don't think I'm being irrational when I assume that at some level daddies to be will serve that function, you know, for people who are here for that of some level of, you know, interaction with something that something older would have done. So like it, it does when, when you know, you're going to have a decent amount of hits passing up on that definitely hurts. And like, I know I, I walked through that. I want to, I just want to acknowledge, like, I thought about that same thing of like, fuck we've used these for some good things and it was just like okay you know but like it was like that take a breath and just send them off into the abyss um when and you were, you had you had a diff very different set of circumstances you wanted you wanted to you had a position you had an opportunity if certain if things broke a certain way that yeah. your team could have won and look the cat moms went all in and what I'm trying to say there is that they were not they, they they were a fatberg slim away from right. okay right so and my point there is that you know if Crouton could have hit what he was supposed to hit on holders mm -hmm. and sucked away from from other spoilers right and I mean it could have gone the other way I built that mechanic okay Christmas in July okay based on the current situation. Okay. I thought it was a fascinating thing to say, like, all right, guys. Okay. Now, it's where I'm saying, for some people, this makes absolute sense. For others, like, what were you thinking? Like, what, go back. And this is where Crouton's like, we're one in seven. Like, 
I don't need to take this shot, okay? Dino had, I think Dino picked up like eight or nine of them in the last few months, okay? He certainly could have done it for like pennies on the dollar and still had full set, right? And the elephant men are just, don't sleep on those elephant men. Just saying that. On the yeah, Luch, I don't think it's an alternate. Or... I, 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 I don't question. Don't sleep on elephant men, the, the retro team. Yeah. Luch, I mean, you're in a different situation. And I think, you know, if things broke a different way, you might have, you know, come away with that first half championship. In which case, you're very happy you burned six threes misses that you paid dick for compared to, you know, what people bought them yesterday, you know, two days ago for. You didn't pay that um because you were smart because you thought ahead you stacked them up plus you would have gotten uh, a 22 for objectify 22 what you would have gotten a 20 an 022 for objectify right right and but i'm but i but more than that i like at this point like i'm trying to highlight like the mm-hmm. what some of these other things along the way mean mm-hmm. you know, as far as like when these other things on the side come up like it's a it's one of those big examples of like of the not too late and and using it. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I agree entirely. That's what it was meant to be. It was meant to be this like memory. Okay. But I was also aware that we had now moved into a bunch of people who had not been there for some of those, but were just as integral to the grotto. Right. And so like gave you a shot at some of it. And um, I think I've done well with those, those sets. Uh, don't ask frog doc that. Um, hmm. Well, I want to hop in. I want to say, uh, you know, Luch said, you know, daddies to be and dad to be, you know, yeah. Oh, if you go look, look at how those are numbered. Yeah, I think I think you're you're very correct to think that those are uh, in a similar vein. Those are not daddies to be one, um, etc. Check those. Check the the titles on this uh, grotto, and uh, so you're absolutely correct. And then. You know, the, the next thing I wanted to say essentially is that, um, yeah, Luch, you, you said that you and I weren't here for a lot of those things. You're absolutely correct. And that was, I didn't think that I'd necessarily ever own a lot of those pieces that I stacked up. And I did so because I thought, well, that might be the best I ever get. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, you're, you're a million percent correct uh, in that. Uh, one thing I want to bring up, I think, this would be an interesting conversation for uh, for threes and for Luch. You know, I spoke about it with my team this week, and I said that I think it ties in nicely with this threes miss thing. Uh, I spoke about how I think Grotto oftentimes doesn't look at a drop holistically. By that, I mean they act as if all of these wheels are essentially performed in a vacuum and that they don't work together. Um, I think this is a really good week and ex- example to describe it. And why didn't I burn threesmas when I have a lot of them? It's all of the reasons that I kind of talked about, as well as I was going to burn 950 bulk inserts. So I think it's, I think the grotto sort of just decides these things in a vacuum, like, oh, well, I'm going to do that. And then I'll do this too. I posed an interesting, I think, thought experiment to my team in which I said, 
you know, if you were going to burn six threes misses, in my opinion, you should actually also want to go very heavy on bulk inserts with the hope of pushing things further into overdrive because yeah. you would stand to gain disproportionately, right? Um, you wouldn't want to, at least from my perspective, put six threes miss in and then limp dick bulk inserts because at that point you're actually cutting your nose off to spite your face. Yep. If, let's, let's talk about you know things that we've seen in, in overdrive. Well, first of all, it, it puts more spins on the wheel. So instead of us having one spin per wheel, what if it was two? That and that, or what if we saw a scenario where, like with with rookie cards, every hit was two slots. You know, Luch, you hit three, I believe. But what if that was with one slot? I'm sorry, with one spin per wheel. What if you know we we pushed it a little further into overdrive, and I'll, now I'll, you're I'll, looking. I'll speak to that right now. Okay. 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 The structure that I built for this would have been okay. So it was, I, and I worded it right. I worded it on the on the drop, at least one, right, minimum, okay. yeah, right. So I had it at, at first overdrive of a second spin, and then I had it at, at double overdrive, two hits per two spins. Like, <laughs> right? amazing, yeah, awesome. In which, in so that's case, again, that's, which that's case, exactly. There would have yeah. been sixty, and and the idea being, okay, it's Christmas. It's threes miss in July, right? Like it's like you guys do all of the things and everybody does it, okay? And the bounty hits. And and I think Crouton's spot on. The wrong play is to say, um, look, I mean, we just lauded Fatbird for doing this, right? He didn't have the other option. It's not an either or. Correct. He took his only option. Great, right? But you certainly don't want to do that and then go, well, I'm in on that wheel. So then yeah. I I actually did that this week. Um, I skipped the gelt wheel. I was looking at some of my numbers for the second half of the season. <clears throat> and I initially had a lower number written down for my burns. But then when I considered what I was about to sacrifice for the threesmas wheel, uh, I allocated what I normally would have done in the gelt wheel and put it towards the bulk to further yeah. improve the odds that actually yeah. was a conscious decision yeah um, i think that's really smart if, that. i think if you depending on how low you would have gone you if you hadn't done that you could have cost 15 spins uh, you know minimum i mean 15 spins just on the the threesmas plus it would have brought down holder plus it would have brought down i mean that would have been a substantial difference for everything right um I mean, that's how it, it's, I'm telling you, the overdrive yeah, it's, it's sensitive. <laughs> it matters. It really matters. Yeah. So the bulk well, is yeah. very important to keep thrown in. It's like, you know, it's like the fuckers who did like the Valentine's thing where they would just do their stack and move on. And, and, it's not, like, create, and not create one. Create. About the, yeah. 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 Create. Create while you're doing it. Like bulk is creating everything else is benefiting and so i did i was you know i know i always do this shit at like three in the morning where i can't read anymore but i i i i had like four different edits on that bulk and went back and like had to really think through 
because I knew I was doing the wheel and I'm like, what if, what if we don't make like, how much is this going to be worth? And so that was why I, I think I, you know, I do okay with eight spins on the gelt wheels. So far it's been one or two, you know, which odds wise usually pays off pretty good. Um, but I threw that to the side made sure it went into bulk so we can make it. You're, you're spot on. I think it's, not a, it's not a vacuum per page. Oh. No, you had to think about it holistically. And I, I think that was really smart what you did. And, you know, you would gain disproportionately from a scenario in which we hit double overdrive. So mm -hmm. why wouldn't you be trying to help effectuate that? And yeah, you did. I'm not you, you, bravo. But, you know, like, I think that where I was going with that, you know, when I was trying to pose this to my team was that I think that a lot of people would say, oh, well, I'm going to do threesmas, so I may as well put in no bulk inserts because I'm going to for sure get my money's worth on threesmas. And look, you're correct. And that might like <laughs> that could work out for you. But if you, you know, fail to hit double overdrive on, you know, it, Look you how didn't far it was the it. other week when rookies got to get double hit, you know? Yeah. It was awesome. That's what I mean. That's awesome. awesome. Like, yeah. you know, and that's the kind of stuff like you have to th think about and push for. Yeah. All these little like level ups that it can get you if you play it right. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that's a, that's an important, you know, kind of lesson I think for people to kind of think about. And I'm not, so, just think about the, think about the drop holistically, you know, from a, a really like you get to zoom out. Um, Yes, so, it all fits together and there's individual pieces, but it also sums to a larger thing. As you're having this moment, right, where we're celebrating saying, yeah, that's 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 right. You, you do that to achieve this and it's better for everybody. And of course, if you're doing it, it's going to disproportionately help you, right? Think now with that mindset of why I structure the drops and these burn mechanics as I do, okay? It's not strictly make number go up at the end right and we've made that clear this is it you you i'm making you step in to create i'm making you participate i'm making you become a part of the performance part of the outcome right again i say this all the time if 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 you fill in a form and you pay your minimum and you get your piece and that's all you did for it okay it's very easy to sell it for 100x because that's all you did it's just like, well, I, I paid five and I sell for a hundred. Done. Okay. But if you, to get that five, did step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Okay. Spending less or the same over the course of that, but taking those steps and doing those things necessary. Now, if I tell you, here's your 20X, here's your 100X, how easy is it for you to do that when you go, well, no, I mean, look at what I've done for it. Look at, I'm aware I created it. My actions, my participation, my engagement and involvement in the project made this thing possible. No, I'm not going to just sell that away in a heartbeat. Okay? And it's where... This season is all about that. It's speaking to the people before that were so plentiful that were like, I'm not doing any of that. 
you it's already enough that I come in and fill a form out once a week, right? And those people, they ain't give a fuck. And they, we've seen the way they treat the project and each other and everybody. Just, oh, just give me the money. Just give me the money. And it, this season is about saying, no, 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 no. We're in this creating together. We truly, like, this project does not exist without the grotto playing along and doing that. And I'm saying, look, I'll, even what I create is going to drive and thrive off of that. Right. And you guys need to be a part of that. And as a result, then, of course, I take care of you. I'm, I, I know the economics. I know how to play that out. OK, but it's so great for me halfway through to see, I'd say a majority, I'd say more than half of the grotto getting that and living in it and not, you know, it truly is that trust. Okay, now look, we've got a ways to go. And I want to take a little time and I want to throw this out there, let you guys talk about it. Because I, I won't be back on probably until after, you know, August, right? When we come back for the season. Um, I want you guys to really think, because we're, I, I, I said it on LFG a couple times this week, and the things that I know that are happening, even as we're here, I'm getting DMs about another article, another magazine that I'm going to be in. Um, and things are going to like we're going to have all the things that we've talked about the last year about they're coming collectors are coming outsiders are coming money's coming um i really don't believe i, I don't I, I don't feel that uh most of you guys believe in it i don't i don't i think uh i think there's still a lot of hesitance there and i thought that my stepping away from the pot and letting you guys sort of just handle that talk and everything maybe it was going to be the, the differentiator. And we've seen it in a couple people. But for the most part, um, I think the Grotto overall just kind of thinks that this is kind of as good as it gets. Otherwise, you just, like, the fact that you could buy stuff for 100 bucks or 200 bucks still, like, important pieces, I think they'd be gone, right? And, and you know, I, I was saying it this week, talking about threesies, this truly is the last chance uh, to get a threesies at an affordable price. And um, I do know that a lot of the grotto uh, certainly has the means to get them at more expensive prices and, and will down the road because they want them and, and, and what have you. Okay. Uh, and they're going to see, wow, other people are paying very high prices for these. I guess I want one still, and I've been here for a while. I might as well get it. Um, but I'd rather, instead of that, I might as well. Okay. And the reason I bring this up is because we see it a lot this season where people are coming in and buying things when I say that they're valuable, when they have, when I announce the utility or whatever. And they're coming in, oh, now I want one. Now I want to hold, now I want a, a threesmas to hold. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to, uh, get, you know, try to get a eight Bidot or now I'm going to try to get whatever it is. Okay. And they've been there like the whole time. Right. And, and there's this sort of, oh, oh, okay. Those do have value. I guess I, I should get that. And I just, I just feel that, that, that people don't really trust it yet. And I feel like I've got two and a half years of showing you like this fucking thing works. And so Crouton and Lutcher, uh, the 
You know, last year, the two biggest buyers in the whole grotto, right? Uh, Ratro, the year and a half before that, we have people that have come in and spent substantially. It's a handful, a handful, like five or six guys, right? But for the most part, how do you guys feel? I just want everybody to give me like a minute or something on, as you guys sit here and watch pieces not be bought. I mean, look, Crouton and I've talked a lot about Retro and I've talked a lot about Luch and I've talked a lot about it. It's like, at some point, you guys are leaving things, you're leaving fruit on the vine because you got, we have friends in the grotto who should be harvesting some of this fruit too, right? And you've all, you, Retro and, 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 and Luch have all done great jobs of buying all that stuff and taking all that low fruit, okay? But you're leaving some. You're not going to take it all. Why do you think that there's still cheap fruit on the vine? Yeah, let you start. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I'll start with the basis of how to become an art collector in NFTs. Uh, I certainly couldn't have been without catalysts that gave me, you know, a new line of funding. Um, things that seem things that are very smart buys in this ecosystem that are underpriced right now are also still very real money. And without other things freeing that up, you know, you can stare at something every day and go, fuck, I need that right now. That's a steal and still not be able to pull the trigger on it. Right. Um, like I'm in the process of a big reevaluation, trying to cut things and stuff like that. And even then you incur taxable liabilities and things like that to where, a no-brainer isn't always a no-brainer uh, in this world. Plus, so like to to kind of loop back to the thing of like something like, okay, now a threesmas has value. Um, I think this goes to something we talked about last week where, and you can really compare it now to me and Crouton's story is, if you weren't here for it yet, and it wasn't part of your narrative yet, you're probably more forward focused. And then... There's these times that someone takes your chin and points you at it and you go, okay, I get it. And maybe they still haven't looked at how brilliant it is recreating those moments on an even smaller canvas and stuff like that. So like, I, 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 I understand the, oh, should I notice something? Last night when I was putting out a few bids that I hope someone takes, uh, I can only afford one of them. You know, I'd like to get all three of them at the moment, but uh, I noticed something still out there listed that is one of those the fuck are we doing here like why is this available and why is it available at that price and it's not the only thing but it is one of those things um we're still at the flea market until we leave the flea market we're going to be somewhat at flea market pricing um you know moving day is coming and and it's going to be beautiful, but I think that still has a net effect. There's there's so many things we've talked about. There's so many fucking things we've talked about. Uh, your sales not being under a contract that shows them of your sales, right? Never had that echo effect of like, oh shit, things are popping. What is going on in there? It's always hard to get eyes in there, especially when it's in Tez, especially when someone that you know who just you know this is someone I'm you know, in a group with one of the people in there that might be interested, just got 400 grand on some, you know, shorting the, the, the actual wall street 
It would probably be interesting, but it's still in, you know, fucking Tez, right? Like, there's so many things working together, and it really is, you know, train leave the station, but you can't always get that ticket, you know? So, like, everything I can put this way, you know, I just bundled up some new stuff to put in some bidding, Tez. It's pretty much what I got right now, um, you know, until maybe a few other things. So, it's just, it's right there. You can taste it but you can't always get it. So um, I think, I do think a lot more people recognize it. I do think the season will give you a little more tunnel vision on stuff, you know, plus <clears throat> some of it may be on reserve from people knowing they're going to be like a piece or two away from a chase and wanting to see when items hit the the market, what they need to do. Um, but there's, so many pieces to the ecosystem and that's not a knock on it but it's sometimes a little analysis paralysis on where to throw something next um so that can also do it too so you know there is the do i go for this 002 holder thing do i go for this thing i like more do i try to get a full set do i try to get three of something hoping i can correlate it like right now i keep finding myself with hands that I tied with moves a year ago that I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to free it, even with three Z traits, because I don't have the three Z traits on the series that my hands are tied on right now or something like that. So many things in play. So that's my one minute summary of <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> why are things priced that way or why are they still sitting there? Why are they sitting there? Yeah. I just, I, I just, I just think, wallets may not have it yet and when they are they're they're going and you know the fuckers that have them that if we could just they wouldn't be listed if we had the right amounts and some of the ones we want to shake free they're being dicks about it because they do know the value will be there someday um and it's just it's just a weird spot but we're getting there that would be my take yeah no and, and it's, it's, it's all, all valid points um and again, to me, it's not even so much speaking to those that have traditionally picked up pieces when they can, right? I mean, we still have collectors. And this is this is the, the strange bit about this. We still have collectors that are playing on teams that are still spending on on outside projects and, and have never really spent here. And it's kind of like, I mean, I get it. Those are the ones I just go, well, you're never going to buy any of my stuff. I get it. You'll take everything you can that's like free. Um, but you know, like at what point at this, you know, this deep end, do you not go, I should probably start taking a position here or at least cancel your listing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think? Kurtan? Why do I think some you know prices still are where they are? Yeah. I think I, I agree wholeheartedly with your sentiment that. You know, I don't know if some people think this or not, that, you know, guys like Ratro and you know, Luch and Dino and I have bought a lot of stuff. And if you think that I don't think the value is there and that's why I continue to not buy, that is not an accurate assessment of that situation. Um, yeah. I feel like for the past, you know, I haven't put offers out in a long time. You know, everyone knows that um, because I think that was a particular 
snapshot in time and the strategy made sense um, for what I was trying to effectuate. And I was able to do that. Um, I'm not saying people shouldn't have offers out. Let me be crystal clear on that. I'm just saying that when I was trying to shake the Von Doyles of the of the world loose because they don't give a shit. They would just give it away. It was just a function of having enough lines in the water at all times. And then as soon as it would get hit, just drop it in there again because you know, his buddy probably wants to take that too. Um, it's not that I don't think these are still extremely underpriced. It's exactly what Three said, where these really are here for you guys to come and take them at this point. And I feel like you know, you've seen me get frustrated at certain times and then go in there and just pop, you know, three Dave talks in a row or something like that. It's because I am incredulous that you guys continue to leave, you know, things like, you're like, Oh, you're really just going to let X's sit there for 300 tests. All right, fuck it. I'll buy three of them. Um, and I I've told threes this story before. I don't think I've ever said it publicly, but uh, the last time I did that with Dave, I was extremely, extremely tempted. It's the closest I've ever come to listing immediately after buying. I was very inclined to buy it for 300 and list it for 3000 And I wouldn't take it down. I was just going to prove a point that there was going to be a day where it gets lifted for 3000 Tez. And it's not even that I really would want to sell it there. It's just... I'm trying to prove a point to you that if you think that I won't buy them because I'll only buy them via offer uh, from you know Von Doyle, you're wrong. I'll even prove it to you. I'll buy it for 300 and list it for 3000 and I'll leave it there to prove a point that there's going to be a day in the not too distant future where it's very much worth 3000 so much so that someone comes and pops the listing directly, not an offer. And I won't take it down. I won't change my mind. I won't backtrack on it i'll just leave it there and i'll prove just demonstrate to you that i have conviction that i have every bit as much conviction in fact far more now than i did when i was popping these at lower prices um they're here for you guys to come and get and every once in a while i get very frustrated when i see listings pile up at a certain price um and luch yeah luch said it there's stuff right now that I, uh, my fuse is getting short and I might come in there and just grab three or four of them. There's a lot of value here. Why do I think they're still here? I think a lot of people don't believe this still is my first point. And I think that, you know, to your point, and I think the ETH migration is going to be a big thing is that this is largely a function of the Tezos ecosystem. Um, and I think some, bullheadedness that people are stuck in their ways and thinking, gosh, I remember the days where I used to just fill a Google form, kick one Tez to the vault, and I'd hit half the days. I think a lot of people are really stuck in that mindset still. They're not willing to spend on this in ways that they are on other projects. Um, and I think that's maybe a little bit of function of Tez being a self-selecting sort of environment. Um, as well as a function of people are extremely complacent and stuck in their ways of, I don't have to spend for this project, fuck that. I'll pay one Tez, that's it. And I'm not going to participate, you know, beyond that. But, you know, how many times has Threes prognosticated and been correct about trajectory and price and 
when has he failed you? When has he showed, I can't think of a lot of examples. And you know, when you also then kind of step back and think about what it is that we're doing and yeah, all three some have future utilities. So I don't understand when people ape into buying not trash cans the day that they're called in. We know they all have future utility. We know Threesmas have future utility. You don't need to wait for it to be called in to know that it's going to have future utility. Every single piece matters. That's what differentiates this project. Um, again, I'll never criticize anyone for buying stuff, but I think you are chasing your tail a bit by running around and buying things the 14 minutes after they get announced. Um, why are you waiting? Go get it. Um, there's going to be a time in the not too distant future where I'm not talking about Tezos collectors. I'm talking about people who come in and are going to spend appreciable, substantial money, the likes of which we haven't really seen. And they're going to do it all at once. And then you're really not going to have a shot at this stuff. And that ties it all together. Why do we, why do I not go buy some more things here? Come and get it. Come and get it. The, the, the day of, you know, these just sitting here. That window's closing. They're here for you. Well, here, okay. One one quick thing on that. Um, I've been right on everything, and that includes going all in on base fish mafia. So <laughs> put it on the board. I put it on the board. Um, the, it, in all seriousness, um, it's okay that you don't really believe it. I I know that you, a lot of you seem to think that I I speak in hyperbole. Okay, I'm speaking to the crowd here. That's uh, okay. But when it happens, okay, um, the worst thing you'll do is is to sell into it. I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. And if you think that the first wave that comes in is going to be the wave, you're, you can go back and look at all of the exits we've had. They've, made, they've done very well. Chibanga has just slipped into number one this last week. Chibanga just taking tens of thousands of tests for like hundreds invested. At least, at least he's not selling rare pieces at prices that would choke up the grotto. <laughs> at least he didn't sell a monster set. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> I can't remember. I, I know I know Space Rocket almost gave me the deal that he was given Crouton. That was one where I didn't know something was going on. And he goes, Hey, I'm looking at this price for monsters. Do you want it? I'm like, Are like is somebody else talking about it? Yeah, but, or no, he was like, Hey, I'm selling this and this, but like if you want the monster set instead, like I'll sell it to you. And I'm like, I'm not gonna front run someone's fucking deal. I want it. But it's not mine, you know, and it turned out it was croutons. Like, but it was like one of those things of like, God, what a, what a. Did, um, did yes, yes or no, crouton? Did you buy three monster sets during the offseason? It wasn't three. Oh. I couldn't pull, I couldn't pull off a third. Uh, it was just two, only two. <laughs> two full sets. With yeah. a one. What, well, yeah, but like, fuck Stan, you know. <laughs> well, that's an event card. I meant real monsters. That card sucks. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, the, the thing is this, and I'm gonna, this, I want to combine this and then I want Kitch's take. Um, I'm going to combine Luch and Crouton, though, okay? 
again, I'm not speaking to either of them about what, what they're doing. They were gracious enough, both of them, to speak to it, okay? But I understand that sometimes you don't have the means to do it. By all means, I understand that. I'll tell you stories about fucking poverty, okay? I understand it. But you, doesn't, you don't have to take a tiny bit of profit because you can't buy more, okay? And we see that often. I see it. I see the chirping. Oh, well, this is becoming too expensive for me. I can't buy anymore. So you're going to sell them? Why? Because you're right. If you think this is expensive, then you'll never be able to buy any in the future, okay? Which means you're going to have to rely on your utility to get it. Which means you're going to have to stay in good steed here. And you're going to have to hold on to your shit so you have some fucking utility. Meanwhile, you're going to take a couple hundred dollars right now. You know, believe me, if you need a couple hundred dollars, and there's a difference between something and something, vet bills, unexpected circumstances, nothing gives me greater joy than the fact that my project helps with that. That's why I did the whole goddamn thing in the first place, to share with my friends, Okay. By all means, but going four hundred looks like a good price for that. What? What? Why? I just like literally. I mean, you realize that you're you're not even going to be a footnote. Like you're going to be just a, a fucking nothing. You're just going away. Then you're gone. Then we have to say that's all we can do. We wipe our hands, right? Um, just because you can, you feel that you're over you're outpriced in this market. You're sitting here listening to the three of us go, yeah, there's some fucking steals. And you're like, well, that's, it might be a steal, but I don't have that. Yeah, good. Then sit the fuck down and, and, and wait. Like you're constantly moving stuff around. And let's, let's talk about this as well. Why sell an older piece to pay for the thing today? Okay. And in all seriousness, there may come times where you need to buy bulk inserts or you got to do something that will yield a lot, okay? But I see it all the time. Somebody flipping something during um, Daddy's to be and, and 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 paints. You guys were selling things to buy a painted Marlena, right? Like for a one time, like a one off, like a one one action there. That's not necessarily something that's going to yield more than what you were selling to get there, and so. Unless it's a situation where it's going into like a bulk insert buy, which really can determine your future, okay? Trading old for new doesn't really work out in the long run, okay? And so you're better off sometimes sitting it out and holding on to what you got. And guess what? That doesn't rile anybody. That didn't have anybody going, what are you doing? Okay, because you're not going, well, 400 seems like, I guess, I guess I, I take 400. It's like the floor is 300. I guess I'll listen to 400 because, I mean, that would be 25% more than it's the floor right now. Well, if you just want out, I mean, then we don't have any, like, sympathy for you hearing that you're, you're priced out because you're also undervaluing the entire project. And that's where you'll hear me say, I don't think you believe it. But... Yeah, hit me. Oh, sorry. Real quick, I I had one thing I was going to tag on to croutons that I'd lost, right right before you talked, and I just remembered it when you with what you were saying. Uh, Crouton was talking about the repricing the Dave Chalk possibly. 
That was mm -hmm. what I wound up doing. And I know the value of Tez changed, but I did that with a swipe. Where yeah. I, listed it. I didn't want to sell you any did. swipes, but I listed one for the price that I got a 33. Right. And as it got closer, I delisted. But it was like the point right. of, it was yep. the same fucking point. Yep. The thing that was worth this now is going to be worth this. Right. And that was, it was all about just like, it was supposed to be a symbolic gesture of mm -hmm. something. And I was like, no, fuck, give me that back. <laughs> I'm not willing to sound here. Yeah. yeah. And two, that's two, three. itself out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to Theresa's point, yeah, absolutely. I would be definitely crystal clear. Yeah. I understand that just because, you know, we acknowledge and, and, like Luch said too, you know, yeah, just because something's a good deal doesn't mean you can necessarily do it. Everyone has different circumstances. Absolutely, fully acknowledge that. I'm not saying everyone here is a, a dummy for not going and buying stuff. Absolutely not the case. I'm talking about, I'm really specifically speaking to those who continue to spend on other NFT projects. That's really, I just want to put a finer point on who I'm speaking to, where, yeah, if you're going to spend on other stuff and not spend here, then you definitely don't believe. Say you absolutely don't believe. Speaking to or Kuan speaking to. <laughs> I heard it the other way first. <laughs> I said spend on other NFT projects, not just flip shit. So no, no I, I did not. Others? I did not say Kuan. No. Oh, it just sounded like <laughs> I know you said who I'm speaking to. But uh -huh. the, the way the syllables and the, the sounds came across, it said, you know, flipping other projects. You know, Kuan's Kuan speaking to, and it just it almost was almost. <laughs> There's a risk. Just, just catching by. <laughs> just, so yeah, I mean, those those are the people I'm really speaking to. So, you know, if you if you want to spend on other projects and not here, then yeah, I absolutely think it's you give me the narrative then where it's not what we're talking about, where it's you fail to believe it. Because you have the money, you choose to spend it on other shit and not this, which is there's not a more clear conclusion that we can draw is that you don't believe in it and that's fine no problem it's fine yeah it's fine it's fine but you sort of lose protection yeah, you're, you're, also, you're not a, like oh go ahead sorry you're not a part of this you are not in the grotto i don't care if you are in the discord or if you have a swipe you're really not a part of the grotto it's I'll, true i'll give one more quick i know we got to go to kitch one more quick illustration on the uh the pressures mounting of moving to and the the other thing i would have added on two threes would have been you know we're, some of us are sidelining some money for threesies and for bulk inserts which i haven't even done my financial planning on that yet some kind of fuck there at the moment but talking about other projects in this even though i am a collector and i like my narrative and i like my history of my collecting uh last night is the first time I've started listing some tezzards because I'm trying to get some stuff that's no longer going to be available. It's like the first time I've listed those. You know, you're I'm, even willing to part with your tezzards. That's I fucking love my tezzards, and I got them at mint. Like right, like so. Okay. I watched them go up to 800. I I am a collector at heart. I like my narrative. I like that I was part of that day. I've got them there. I wasn't ever like thinking about moving them. But when I looked at all the levers I could pull to try to take advantage of where we're at last night, mm -hmm. that was one of those last levers I have left. And I've started engaging that. Yep. Uh, so I that's where we're at. That's, what, that's to reinforce where I see our market right now. And what you should be doing is getting your last push in here because that's what I'm doing. It's, it's really 
well said. And I think it's important that this is probably going to be that moment that shifts the balance from all the Tezzerf people now seeing the move and coming into it. And when the Tezzerf people, first of all, when the Tezzerf's money starts rolling in. Those fuckers. <laughs> you heard it here. Tezzerf's less than threesomes. I... I put my uh, my small face on on auction, so hoping <laughs> that was the 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 Grail trait was small face. Oh boy! Somebody from the grotto is going to bid on it. Watch. Yeah, Kuan, yeah. Kuan, and and uh, half the cat moms. But I but I'm just like I even forgot I had them. Like one of them has been listed for a meme price for a year and a half, so it doesn't show in my wallet. Right. Last night was the call it back. Let's put it up there. Let's not flood the listings, but we're going to start listing. Um, because to that point, it is the fucking time to make its last call at the bar. Right? It really is. No, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> it, it truly is heading into Vellum, heading into this fall, heading into the, the migration. Okay. Moving day, as Luch calls it. Um, this is, I, we, I quoted FOMO on it before but FOMO has put it out there that like this if you don't have stuff now then you're never going to get it and that's that's really true and so Kitch as somebody who's been here uh from the beginning and yet I feel sometimes is is even uh hit with a little sticker shock like you're kind of like I can't believe that I remember when that was Fortez and now it's it's 2000 right um what what's your sense on on why things are still there at these prices yeah, I don't know if I can add much more than what Luch and Crouton have, have hit on there, but I I don't really see it as sticker shock. I mean, you've told us this whole time what was going to happen, and it's happened every step of the way. So threesomes tend to only go in one direction, and that is up. So if you see a price today and you don't buy something, you're running the risk of it being more expensive tomorrow. I mean, my last three purchases that I made – uh, I got. I bought a trash bro the immediate time the uh, form came out, right? Because I had two. I knew I was going to burn two, but I wanted to have one more at least. And so I bought one at 23. They're 46 today. That was 10 days ago. A 10 gelt. I had an offer out there for 25. It popped 24 days ago. That's 50 Tez today floor. I got a not trash can 24 days ago for 45. It's now over 100. So, I mean... That's my last three purchases. You can extrapolate that out. Everything I've purchased is now the floor is much higher than it was before on everything. So every day you wait, you're missing out on that opportunity. I'm in the spot of, since I have been here for a while, I I think I have a great collection. Of course, it has some holes in it. And I think the holes that I have are for cards that are very expensive at this point. It's something I'm going to have to save up for if I really want to fill those holes down the road and continue moving into the future as well. Because I see that as two simultaneous journeys, right? You're trying to pick stuff up from the past while also building your war chest for threesies and your bulk inserts to move you forward into the next seasons. Um, you know, someone like me who doesn't have a huge bankroll, I have to use that money in a very specific way. And since I have built up a historical collection that I'm more forward leaning at this point where when I have the opportunity, if I sell one of my other NFTs, that it's not a threesomes few and far between these days, but if it happens, 
that's definitely something I'm looking to put towards older things to fill in my collection. But at this point, Toluch is, I, I don't have a lot of levers to pull. <laughs> so if something does drop, great. I'll go back and attack something. Um, but I'm really future forward right now. And maybe that's not the best approach for everyone. Obviously, there's people in the grotto that are spending on other projects. I don't have the time or interest in playing in anything else. But there's people in here that have a bankroll. And to look at some of the prices out there, you should be attacking these because they're not going to be there. I mean, we're talking 10 days later, they might not be there. So, and that's my two cents on that. I mean, obviously it's different for everyone in every situation, but I don't, obviously I don't think it's a bad thing that the prices are where they are either, because I know the shift to ETH is going to bring that wave, the first wave and not the last wave. And they're going to continuously go up. Like I don't, see an end in sight to this as more people are aware of what this project is. And I think really that's where the press era comes into play about really understanding what we're doing here and having that communicated to a larger group of collectors that aren't just playing around in Tezos or we're here from day one getting stuff for free. We need a new set of people to come in with fresh eyes that want to play, that understand what's going on. So that's kind of where I am. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's definitely the, the approach there. And I think it's important to look at those things because I'll say this, speak, you know, and, and and I probably have the best finger on the pulse broadly. I mean, Crouton does a great job looking what he's looking and, and everybody's kind of focusing on their little strata, right? But I truly am I'm looking holistically at the whole thing. And I'll say this, what we don't have are any, any, listings out there that are notching lower. The only listings we have are people like kind of Luke said, these are fuckers that know what they've got. They're smart enough. They're, these are not people that are completely blind. It's a real rarity at this point. You can go back even during this like OXTZ run here and you can go look at who was taking those offers and they were simply people exiting, okay? The, it wasn't like random wallets coming in and being like, oh, I'm gonna hit an offer, because it's there. Most of those are gone. Those are all shaken, right? And so the people that are selling are like putting a price and then they're just waiting to get that price. It, they, you don't see them every five days dropping it by 10%. Okay. They're running out of cards to sell too. Those people are almost completely exited at this point. And exactly. at that point, those OTZ offers are not going to be hit anymore because everyone that has them wants to keep it. And that's going to drive those prices up and up and up. We just saw for a month there are offers that sat there and expired at a month that were 10% under floors, 20% under floors. And people are like, no, not touching it. And in that regard, those prices aren't coming down. And then look at the next listing. It's not 400 to 420, it's 400 to 700 or 900, okay? And those 900s are not chasing down the 400s, if you know what I mean. It's, it, we don't have an undercut situation here at all on any piece. There's nothing where people are like, trading places chasing themselves to the bottom you got a floor and it's wait until the grotto pops it 
Um, Here's a fun one for you, Threes. Don yeah. Carithers just sold to Studio Brook today You're for broke. 1200 yep. You think you You're ever see one of those for 1200 again? No. No, it, and I thought I thought not anyway. just going for the fifteen hundred was a dumb move because last night at three a.m. I almost bought it at, at regular price. When I was doing my my druthers and what I'm working on, I still don't have one of those. But there's some other things I don't have two or three of, and I don't have the three Z's traits to mm-hmm. market. So it it there was a minute there was more than a minute there in the middle of the night we're playing it cute, almost didn't work um because i almost stepped in on that so yeah no it's it that would have been something if, because you can see if you i know exactly what he's talking about if you look at the, the history there you can see there was dialogue you can see the price was brought down but it wasn't quite there and then there was like and so you almost went and popped it when he brought that price down to 1500 which would have because <laughs> it didn't make any sense yeah it does right exactly Exactly. And I don't have it, but yeah. I'm trying to prioritize a different thing. Like I couldn't have both, but, yeah. but, but playing the offer, oops, my offers are on things I think that are mostly unlisted or I just don't have enough to pull, but that seems like a situation where it's close enough that you should just do it. And that would be, that was my advice on some other things recently is don't get, don't, don't get too cute on yourself. Not just for one person, but just in in the team chat. And like that was that was a real example where this grail item for a person, you still let it up to chance and it's gonna be past time to do it. And I'm you're about to talk. I just uh I've got a hard stop in three minutes, so I'll dip away, but I'm gonna keep listening until I have to go. Okay, cool. So the 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 issue there is there's been an offer from FOMO for a thousand. Do you understand the difference? Like he would take 12, but he's not taking a thousand. This is this is exactly what I'm speaking to. Also, the grotto would be choked up if he didn't take a high enough price for it. It's never sold anyway. The grotto would be choked up. That's very funny. This very this is inside there. When I when I when I when I got my 3Z the other day, 3Z13, I did try to lowball the same seller because fuck him. Um, you know, and it was going to be private and blah, blah, blah. And his response was, yeah, it's a rare item. I think the grotto would be choked up if I didn't take more for it. And so everything I do going forward is to make sure you guys don't get choked up about me buying an item at a price. And his great negotiation got him just a little more because my other offer was I was going to pay the royalty. And this way it was the royalty paid out. So all his great non-choking was just a bunch of whatever lip service, but like the same thing right there. I keep going. I just had to. No, no, it's great. I I love it. I love it. And so here's the thing though. To me, this Don Carruthers sale matters. Okay. One, we haven't seen it go for that price. Okay. But more importantly, now explain to me what a monster is worth, what a Chuck Hinton is worth. Explain to me what a series two is worth. Please, please don't explain that until my offer is pop. <laughs> yeah, I saw that Don Blasson game out there, and if you want to get choked up, I won one in a vault event, and I wouldn't touch a seventeen hundred dollar. There might be hey, somebody out there. Hey, Kitch, what's your? Uh, this is like what six months later. What's your uh, collection? What would you sell it for now? 
I think, what was it, in January, you're going to sell 35, it? 35,000. Yeah. What's your number now? What's your number now? I got a buyer. To exit? Yeah. I got a buyer. To, I'd have to crunch some numbers, but to me personally, I'd need a summer cottage. There's no way. In in uh, the You cake. said 40,000 not too long. God. Thirty-five. He's at thirty-five thousand out there. Now it's on a the, mill. Now it's a million. Matt, he needs. He needs. You're he needs a cottage. A, a cottage on the cod. That's what he needs. No one's getting choked up if he gets a million. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> I need. A, I need to get a cottage at the cod as well. So <laughs> we, we realized that he's talking about a house. That's not a sex move, Crouton. He was saying it like he thought that was something sexual. I'll take the cod in the cottage. I have a girlfriend at near my cottage at the cod. That's my cod piece. I'm going to have girlfriends at other places. But that's my, my cod, cod piece. piece. Cod piece. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hope someone has used that for a girl that they're seeing in Cape Cod. <laughs> Bye, Luch. All right, Luch. We'll see you later. And and then I'm just going to I'm just gonna wrap this by saying... um. There, there are some some amazing deals out there, and you'll never see them again. And this is we'll never see Don Carruthers at twelve hundred. Well, there's there's only twenty two of them, and at this point, that like a lot of other cards are locked up. Like we might not see movement on that card for over a year, over two years. Who knows? Go look. Like I always tell everyone, go look at the composition of holders on that, and then ask yourself how likely those individuals are to sell. Yeah, it's it's, it's not happening, and. And so I know, look, Grotto, I know that you guys have some disposable income. I, I understand that. And I know that you have some investment income. For the most part, yes, we do have some, some Tez guys that are just there. And just hang, dudes. Just fucking be here. Be cool. Don't sell your shit. Okay? And hang with us. But we also have some people that are different stages in life and that are there. Okay? And... I'm not even saying go out and buy these old pieces, okay? I'm saying that, that this is going to be your last chance at them. But what I am saying, and I'm going to take a minute or two to say this, I will tell you right now that I believe in this project. I believe in myself. I believe in what I've accomplished so far. I believe in what I continue to accomplish. Um, I understand that we... We just, hey, he's back. Uh, I understand that we just had um, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in street value uh, inserts burned over the last few weeks. Hundreds of thousands. I mean, more than, than in the entire market cap of most, uh, most has artwork out there combined. Right, all gone, and I know what that means from an artistic standpoint, from a historical standpoint. When we start looking at this project as important as I believe it to be in the history of art, and so when I tell you that this is your last chance at an affordable threesies, I mean it. I have zero intention. For anybody but a 33, for Gen 4s to be less than ten dollars or $15,000 in addition. I'm just telling you right now. That way it's not stunning, even though market will make it very apparent that that's where we are. Okay? 
And I think at ten, fifteen thousand dollars, they're a goddamn steal when you compare them to any other historically important NFT. Any of my peers in that realm, okay, it's a fucking steal. And I think that we're getting to a point down the road when there are many tens into hundreds of thousands of dollars for threesies. Because why on earth can you tell me that all these other knuckleheads that make NFTs that don't that do not have future utility and that do not play in the, in the full ecosystem and universe that we built out. They do not have dozens of people flying across the country just to see them go up on a big screen for a night. Okay? Which I love. It means the world to me. Um, they don't have any of the things that we have. And they're dancing around in numbers that are literally a hundred times what I'm selling these threesies for. And there are many more editions of them, okay? I'm not even talking about secondary, right? And so if that's the case and you're sitting out there and you're not gonna figure out between now and August 31st how to pay for one and how to do it, I understand it's not for everybody, but there's a small number that are gonna go and it's your last chance. I, I won't sell these things for 1500 again. It's first of all, you can fucking take them and turn them into the physical. And you think that I'm selling my physicals for fifteen hundred? Fucking pipe dream. But I'm committed to it, and I love you guys, and I want you to have this chance, and I want it to be the grotto. I want this to be that last time for the grotto to take the majority of them, because starting next year, you're getting the minority of them, and you have to be a thirty-three to have a shot, really. Okay, or you're gonna have to spend. And so it's important. It's important to get these. It's important to try to shake any of the Gen 2s and 1s out of the hands of anybody that still has them. Okay? Great job by Luch. I'm getting... We, whoever thought that was going to happen? The, the the piece from Gen 1, right? The blob. The only extreme trait. Only extreme trait. The Ron Klein. The fucking... There it is. And Luch got it. And got it for a song. Oh, my God. I mean, still, very sizable price. Not... Not bullshit. Somebody popping a fucking or ending an auction early, right? No, like got it for a, for a great price, um, but it was a substantial commitment, and he went and got it. And there, I, there very well might be. I had a conversation with Tater. Tater the other night. We were just talking about he wants to to get a three Z's. I'm like, it's not going to be easy. Tell me who's going to shake it out. Off the top of my head, I couldn't think of maybe more than two names that I think might even be hearing offers. But go put in the work. Get them. Because I'm telling you right now that primary price will not be less than 10000 next year. I won't do it. There's no reason for it. There's zero reason. First of all, we're underpriced on everything as it is. That's what we started talking about. Okay? And I'm fucking mean it. And the way that this works, just so we're clear, threesies are the defining project around my ecosystem around this universe it really is it's the it's the, it's revolutionary it's 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 something that put put that against anything else in the nft world and explain to me how it's not head and shoulders above okay as far as understand the interaction the dynamic the dialogue as i'm calling this in the art world right okay never been done before or since still okay and not only that, I had to build the whole universe to make it happen. 
Meanwhile, the universe gets to move and work and exist. And you guys, the grotto, the ones listening to this right now, or the ones listening back in the future are gonna hear me talking about the fact that these hundred people that are playing every day and doing all of these things are going to be there doing that forever and ever as we drive what is going to be one of the most significant art projects in history, okay? If people can sell $168 million worth of every days, not even including the Christie sale, okay? Not including the Sotheby's sales, not including, you know, the drops on Nifty or anywhere else. Just to individual collectors, every day is $168 million. You tell me why your threesies can't be worth 100000 okay? And so I'm giving you a chance at 1500 here. Uh, next week, I'm taking off, okay? Um, when I come back the following week, which, which is the week of, of the, the LA show opening, um, I'll announce allow list, okay? We'll do allow list the following week. That's when we'll do it. You'll have time and then you'll have to finalize that for, for August 31st. Meanwhile, there will be three auctions. The first one starts the night of the opening on the 10th. It finishes on the 11th. Okay. Then we jump forward to the 24th and then the 31st. All right. So those are the three nights, 11 on each night. You will know, okay, what the allow list, how that plays out and everything. Okay. In time to know if you should be playing for the opening. Okay. But we'll act on it the following week. I'm not going to demand the stuff. We're going to say, look, that's what you're, that's what you're going to need to be in. That's what you're, right. So you have an understanding of it. Um, but it's your it's your chance, and I can't be any more straightforward than that. Okay. Anything else you guys need from me before we call it? Threes. I was just going to ask. Um, I think a week from today would be the fourth of August. Would you be available to do one more pod with us? Uh, possibly. Okay. I was suggesting that maybe we table the art talk. We'll go over Dave Revering during the All-Star break and also talk about uh, that point I brought up before the pod. So we'll maybe shelf that one if you could come back and talk to it. Yeah, yeah. I think I, we'll, we'll see. Let's, let's, let's find out when, but I probably could. Yeah, and if it needs to be a different day next week, yeah. we can figure that out. Exactly. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Ruton, Luch, great job. Thank you. Uh, that's any, it. Any updates on All Star Week? Any activities we should be privy to? Uh, well, next week we're off, and we have some fun planned. Old Mathjes and I have some fun planned for the weeks uh, that I'm out in LA. Perfect. All right. Luch, you're on uh, mute if you wanted to have some closing thoughts there. I said, awesome. Can't wait to be out there. Can't wait to see everybody. Um, getting pretty exciting. Yeah, very. Hopefully there's a shipment from China that if it arrives in time, it'll be pretty fun for the show. <laughs> I hope so. There's... It was a late move. It was it, it, it was an, it was a late thought. It's It's kind of like a 10% chance type of thing. Oh, man. Everyone loves research chemicals. What? What does that even mean? Analogs of illegal drugs from China. <laughs> what? What are you ordering from China? I would think different things. <laughs>
Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I think if you pulled the grotto and they had to answer in the next form, what are you ordering from China? We would have <laughs> different <laughs> options. <laughs> I think that should be a question. Yes, please. Uh, and don't forget your sign-ups on the Blood Boy sheet. Uh, that'll be a big item <laughs> in, in LA. <laughs> Filling up fast. Yeah. And there's only so many liquids we can pump through them to uh, make it worth. It's the plasma quality, like declines as you wait. So. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys in LA at the, at the least. But we'll, uh, we'll do some LFTs when I get out there. Awesome. Okay. Laters. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.